For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona Space Institute, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Irina Panyushkina, an Associate Research Professor in the University of Arizona's Laboratory of Tree Ring Research, a climate scientist who's been studying the flow of the largest river that flows into the Arctic Ocean, the Yenisei. Welcome, Irina. Thank you. Irina, most of us aren't familiar with the Yenisei. What North American rivers might it be comparable to? Well, if you put uh, three Yukon rivers, you may uh, reach the Yenisei length. But uh, if we're talking about how much uh, this river brings fresh water to the Arctic Ocean, there is no comparable rivers in the world because um, Yenisei River accounts for 1.5% of the global freshwater discharge. This is how, how big the river is. And why are you so interested in the details of the amount of water flowing there? At the Tring Lab, we have a climate group that uh, looking at the how continental hydrology, how rivers respond to the climate change. And right now, the Arctic warming so fast that all impacts on hydrology amplifies. And we want to see uh, how the changes in the Arctic impacting the rivers that they're draining those continents and bring the water to the Arctic. In other words, we study feedbacks between climate change and hydrology. So what exactly are you measuring? We measure the rate of flow using tree rings. And uh, tree rings is a proxy for observational network in the Arctic, which is sparse, incomplete, and very hard actually to get those data because uh, very often they disorganized, they are not available to the scientific communities. So we actually invested lots of time putting assembling those data sets of uh, observation observations for, uh, for river discharge in order to actually apply to our trainings, and it's a big effort. Not much research has been done with the treatings and studies of a hydrological response to the climate change with treatings. We're pioneering actually this field. Usually the normal framework for the treatings uh, relies on the annual discharge or summer discharge, which is maximum discharge for the rivers. But we were thinking that because we try to catch the response of the hydrology to the climate change, and it also responds to the melting permafrost. The water that melts during the uh, warm season gets to the river system and discharges not during only when the river flows normally during the summer, but also when the river covers with the, with the ice and when only underground water during the winter feeds the, the rivers. So basically, when we reconstructed winter discharge, we were able to pick into how much a permafrost thaw contributes to underground water and if it's significant or not. And is it significant? And it's actually happened to be very much significant because um, uh, we found uh, reconstructing uh, for the upper, upper stream of Hennessy River discharge for the winter, we found that the, uh, the discharge increased for 80% during the last 25 years. And this is very remarkable. We, what it tells us that actually when we think that the most discharge happens during the warm seasons 
and the, the, the heat and the energy comes from the river to the Arctic Ocean during the summer months, we actually found that it's not quite that because the most um, changes in the river discharge happens during winter. And we catch that signal using treatings because we were able to build the model for the winter discharge. So now we're actually showing how the thawing permafrost impacts the underground water and how much the river now brings more water to the Arctic Ocean during winter. Thank you for joining us, Arena. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. Our guest today has been Irina Panyushkina, talking about the flow of Siberian rivers. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.